This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We're in the final hour of uh, Power Talk this Monday morning. In a short while, we'll be having our view of the nation. And it's all about citizens, power, citizens' rights. Uh, as the emboldened community of Westville Etegwini, Etegwini have shown us. But before that, let's talk about uh, Gauteng. Huh? Is it is it Joburg Maboneng or Gauteng Maboneng? Gauteng Maboneng. Yes, you got it. Gauteng Maboneng. Yeah, that's how many of us came here. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the economic heartbeat of South Africa, the province of Gauteng, which has within it the cities of uh, Johannesburg and Tswane, the two uh, largest metropoles in the country, um, and many others, Mfuleni, Val, Ekuruleni as well. Um, despite its landmass being relatively smaller than most other of the nine provinces, Gauteng contributes 33% of South Africa's GDP. So one third of the South African economy is located here in Gauteng with a GDP of uh, just over 811 billion rands, give or take. And the MEC for Finance says we can push that number up to 2 trillion, so more than double. And he's hoping that once they can get the budgeting right, the numbers right, then they can really consolidate a plan for investments into Gauteng. And to that end, the MEC for Finance in Gauteng has convened the very first roundtable of chief financial officers uh, of leading businesses in the province to talk about leveraging opportunities for investments to Gauteng Maboneng. So we're joined now by Jacob Mamabolo, the MEC for Finance in Gauteng. A warmest welcome to you, MEC. Good morning to you, um, to all the power listeners, and let me thank you very much for having us, and thanks for the opportunity. All right, so these roundtables, what are you hoping they will achieve? And particularly, why begin with the CFOs, not the CEOs, but sort of the chief accounting, chief financial investment strategists of companies? Let me say to the, to the listeners that... Um, you know, today is a very important day for us in the finance space in counting provincial government in the sense that we have decided to, you know, launch and establish a roundtable, creating a platform and opportunity for dialogue, for conversations with the chief financial officers because these are people who are holding the private pass, we are holding the public pass. So if you like, these are our counterparts in the private space because we are the custodian of provincial finances. Mm -hmm. So we felt if we talk to the people who hold the money and we start conversations about harmonizing um, the, 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 the resources, you know, working together, um, addressing the current situation where the private sector put its money where it believes it will, you know, give them profits, municipalities work out there, ourselves as a province we have priorities. So we thought if we talk to the CFOs, the CFOs are very important in their spaces. 
They are part of critical decision making about where companies are going to invest. So we thought if we create that conversation, that dialogue, talking, right. we will definitely walk the same path. Okay, so we've spoken to a CE, uh, CFO earlier, and he spoke about the importance to clean up balance sheets, right, to manage debts um, for the province, debts within companies in the province, and to tackle, he said, corruption. He said one of the biggest issues, this black hole, this blind spot, uh, in uh, city and regional finances is the inability to tackle this one issue, corruption. So what do you say to that? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't just affect how money is deployed, it also affects business confidence. You know, I must say that um, the, the point was eloquently made also in the panel by the, by the CEO of SIBA, uh, which is the organization of... Um, uh, CFOs in the private sector, and, and he's saying that he was saying that um, you know, in as much as what determines the GDP flows out of the balance sheet of companies, he also says corruption as well um, could you know be flowing out of um, the same space, positive and negative. So in this partnership. It's not just about where do we spend our money together. It's also about learning lessons, how the private sector is doing this, exchanging experiences. I must say that um, the Commission of Inquiry into, uh, into state capture um, has clearly demonstrated you know, the complexities, the, 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 the difficulties that goes with this issue. But we are quite confident that um, you know, this matter will be addressed, for example, one of the things that things that are exciting to us in the province is that the Auditor General this year in the latest audit outcomes has actually made very good findings, positive findings about the way we're spending our money. So it shows that in clean governance, in clean audits, in improving the way we're managing money, we're doing our best, but the problem is quite deep, the problem is quite right. serious, and we hope to be able to make progress on that. All right, and whilst we talk balance sheets, we might be thinking we're looking at numbers, managing debt, earning revenues, collecting tax, collecting rates and taxes, allocations from the national government. But it was also explained to me earlier on that cleaning up a balance sheet is just getting some of the development fundamentals right, right? So it's things like investing in the correct infrastructure that creates jobs. It's making sure that the people of Gauteng, as best they can, are working. And yet Gauteng, has one of the highest inequalities in the country, a Gini coefficient of 0.6. So this is one of the most unequal provinces. Uh, how do you envisage addressing some of the social challenges of living in Gauteng? So one, one of the challenges that um, uh, I raised when I was doing my presentation uh, today and of course last week when we spoke to the MMCs of finance in the province, is that poor spending patterns on infrastructure, um, just not spending the money, uh, returning the money back to the fiscals, yeah. um, corruption in how the money is spent, fruitless and wasteful expenditure, all those are negatively impacting the investment space. Yeah. And we have appealed to the, to the MMCs of finance that let us make sure that we improve spending on water, electricity, roads, and other critical infrastructure. 
So, so that point, we share the concern. It's one of the measures we are dealing with with the MMCs of finance. Right. Secondly, the inequalities in our province are much more deeply in the, particularly in the townships. Yeah. That is why this province is the first to pass the Township Economy Development Act, TIDA, which is an act that says, how do we leverage our fiscal instruments, work with the private sector, manage the risks that they see in the township, and make sure that we can improve sentiments in the township? Because unfortunately, if we don't lift up the township economy, if we don't make sure that there's income that flows into the townships, there's also credit that supports township initiatives. If we don't do that, we're going to end up with a situation where you know, the economy in the province reaches a ceiling and the townships start to pull it down. So we need to make sure that we work even much more harder, even with the banks, to say, whilst there's a risk in the township, debt levels, uh, risk of default, but how do we use the fiscal instruments to incentivize the private right. sector to go into townships so that we can have uh, good liquidity and money flowing into the townships right. and lift up that space. You've mentioned sentiment at SME township level. What about sentiment at big business level? You know, I, I often go to the Western Cape. I'm sure everybody knows that. And I'm witnessing a phenomenon, which is a kind of a semi-migration. Many big businesses setting up uh, a second headquarters uh, in the Western Cape people migrating and choosing to work remotely from the Western Cape. And when you ask why, you think it's the beach or the mountain notes, because everything works, right? Wi-Fi, it works. Roads, they work. Um, security and safety, set. And I know we can qualify that and say, well, it works in the inner city, the city bowl, if you lived in the township. I know, I know all of those things. But there's a perception that there are parts of South Africa that work better than Gauteng. And the issue is how to create an enabling environment because the metrics show that things are just in disrepair. You look at the state of roads in Gauteng, horrible. Um, we look at the crime situation in Gauteng, horrible. The unemployment situation and, um, you know, the disaffected youth who are then turning to a life of crime, those start to become markers of Gauteng. How do you convince investors that at city council level, at provincial level, you're addressing fundamental issues that they are concerned about? I think the very first point to make is that, um, look, with respect to, let's take crime in our province. We have increased the budget of the uh, Department of Community Safety that used to sit below a billion. Mm. Over three years, that budget will go to about four billion mm. because we make massive investments in, and partnerships, by the way. Um, and the Premier is leading this initiative to make sure that we address uh, the crime level. So there's good work that's been done. We're putting money there. But I think the critical issue is in what you call, in what you say, creating an enabling environment. It is precisely in this dialogue, in this type of roundtable, in these conversations, that we need to hear the voice of the private sector, of the CFO, of the CEO, to say, are we putting our money at the right places? Are we spending our money in the places that will make them uh, invest more? What are they telling the you? Province? What did they tell you this morning? <clears throat> this, this is the point I'm making, that this roundtable is precisely to do that. And what I'm getting in the roundtable is that the, the, the initiative is most welcome, 
we're going to be, because it's not just the Lords today, we're going to be having ongoing conversations, but we're planting that seed of beginning to say, when we present the medium-term budget policy statement in November, right. are we aligned to the, you know, where business is going to? When we do the budget next year, are we putting it exactly where the private sector wish us to put it? And it's only in that way that when we work together, we partner, right. we synergize our resources, we'll be able to address those All right, MEC, we're running out of time. So if I was to say to you, what's the one intervention you're going to make? to convince the business community, these CFOs right now, that you've thought about their circumstances? What's the one thing that you would get in there today and say, I'm doing this, unequivocally we're going in this direction? What, what are you doing on your part? One initiative that I think will stand out and make a positive impact, in my belief, is, and, and, and this is easy to do, high impact. Mm -hmm. I believe if we can start by... Um, investing in cutting red tape okay. to enable investments in the province, leverage smart technology, a partner with municipalities. So very in, just before the end of this year, we want to set up a pilot project to look at how can we make it easy for people to do business, cut okay. turnaround times, compliance, make it easy for people to invest. Right. So that's one initiative that I think should be able to help right. us. We thank you so much for your time. Um, the MEC for Finance in uh, Gauteng Province, uh, MEC Jacob Mamabolo, talking to us about why he has launched this series of round tables. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.